All right, ladies and gentlemen, how are y'all doing today? I'm back at it again after extensive winter break. I hope y'all enjoyed y'all's winter break as I did mine. <laughs> but, you know, now we're back at it. We're going to get back on the grind. We've been posting a little bit on Instagram if you've been paying attention. I don't really have 11 followers, but hopefully if you are listening to this, you know, spread the word. You know what I'm saying? Get a little bit of publicity out there if you don't mind doing that as a favor to me. I'll be very, very grateful for doing that. But this past weekend, UFC 283 went down. And this episode is going to be dedicated to a UFC 283 review. We're going to be talking about the main headliners and basically the big storylines that happened that fight. And some, uh, and some pretty good performances happened at UFC 283. Which was the first event of 2023. And it was a pretty solid event, you know, to start off the year. You know, uh, not really anything that will... not There wasn't really anything in that card that like made it like such a great card, but there wasn't anything in it that made it like a really bad card. But anyways, let's go ahead and jump right in. It was the first time the... First time since 2020 that the UFC visited Brazil, which is insane. It's been almost three years back when the lockdowns happened. They visited this, they visited Brazil. I know we're back at it in Brazil and it was a great card. I watched it. I thought it was an amazing card. The fights were amazing. It was incredible. So first off, before we talk about, you know, all the, main fights that happened on the main card. Let's talk about some guys who had some really impressive fights. First off, the first Bonfim brother, Ismail, had a round two flying knee. This knee was devastating. Oh my goodness. I mean, it was insane. It was all over social media. I'm pretty sure y'all saw it. But a flying knee, that was crazy. Then you also have Jilton Almeida, absolutely Manhandling Shamil Abdul Abdurakhimov. I don't know, some Russian guy at heavyweight, and the Russian guy weighed 30 pounds more than Jelton Almeida, who was 205, which is insane. But you know, during the fight, he, he did lose a bit of cardio, so that's something that he had, he's probably gonna have to work on. But other than that, he was he had a really solid fight. Now, that's the early prelims, but moving on to the prelim cards. The other Bonfim brother, Gabriel, got a submission on Munir Laziz. Alright, for those who didn't see it, it was basically a broad in the beginning, but Laiz went for a takedown, and Bonfim got a, was able to secure a guillotine choke and choked him out in 49 seconds. It was crazy and a great fighter. The Bonfim brothers are really, really something to watch. Are really something to watch. There's some fighters that you need to watch. And then also moving up, Chaga Moises gets a victory. All right. Moises. Chaga Moises gets another victory. Yeah, Thiago Moises gets another victory. And with this victory, you know, he, he might be he might be finding his way back into uh, the lightweight rankings after 2021 was kind of disastrous year. He had to face Islam Mahachev. 
you know, he lost uh, those fights. But, you know, you know, you can always make a comeback. Never say never, you know what I'm saying? And then, of course, and then, of course, we have to talk about Bruno Ferreira and his knockout over Gregory Rodriguez. Now, before this fight, I never watched Bruno Ferreira fight, but when he walked in, he was big. But I watched Gregory Rodriguez fight, and he's a really good fighter. He could take a lot of hits, and he could still be punching back. He's a great fighter. He has a great striker. But this fight, oof, it was crazy. If y'all didn't see the knockout, it was an insane knockout. Basically, Ferreira threw two hooks at missed, and he just threw that straight left, right on the chin, lights out, man. It was crazy. And then also on the prelims, the last fight, Chogun Hua had his last fight against Ihor Pretoria. Pateria. But, you know, I mean, although he didn't win, I mean, he should have retired, like, five years ago. It should not have been now, but at least he retired now. You know, we just got to take a moment to respect the man Shogun Hua who's been fighting since, like, the early 2000s, he's fought in pride, and then he became a UFC champion. You know, he's fought, like, the biggest names in the light heavyweight division. He's a great fighter, an absolute legend, and um, I'm glad that he's retired now. Because I wasn't, it was not fun watching him take that much damage in the latter year of his careers. Now, that's the prelims. Let's move on to the main card and dissect every single fight, starting off. With Paul Craig versus Johnny Walker. Johnny Walker gets his second win in a row. And it's also against a ranked opponent, which means Johnny Walker could, is possibly, I'm pretty sure he's in the top 10 already now. And Paul Craig falls out of the top 10. Now, before we talk about Johnny Walker's victory, I think we should talk about Paul Craig. His last two fights have been very lackluster. He watched his fight against Vulcan Ozdemir. It was a horrible fight. I mean, both fighters in that fight were boring and then in this one Paul Craig went for a takedown alright he caught the leg that Johnny Walker kicked on him and then he tried to take him down but Johnny Walker just punched him in the face kept on punching him and he kept on holding on to that leg alright here's the thing if somebody's punching you and you're holding on to your leg like, is it, that's not a good idea to do don't keep on holding on to the leg because then they're just gonna keep punching you down and he wasn't really doing he wasn't really moving with it I mean you could try to take them down but Paul Craig wasn't doing it. So Paul Craig falls out of the top 10. And I really think he needs to take some time to probably work in his stand-up more. Not really focus on... I mean, he's a great jiu-jitsu guy, but... You know, this UFC jiu-jitsu isn't gonna... Just jiu-jitsu alone isn't gonna get you championships. He needs to work in his stand-up. And, you know, Johnny Walker had a great fight. I think this is a new and improved Johnny Walker that we're seeing. And he could probably even challenge for the title one day if he stays on this track. He's looking really good in his last few fights. And moving on to the women's flyweight division. Lauren Murphy got absolutely destroyed by Jessica Andrade. I mean, wow. <clears throat> this was oof, brutal, brutal, brutal to watch. I mean, this just shows Lauren Murphy has like no stand-up and she has no business being in there. In the top five of the women's fight division. Maybe not even top ten. Because, like, I get it. She has, like, great ground. But, like, you, you got to be able to box. And the whole fight, she just had her hands out in front of her. Wasn't really trying to block. Throw a couple of jabs from straights. But she wasn't really blocked when she was getting hit. She barely had any head movement. It's not good at all. 
But anyways, we're just going to drive. You know, this means that she now moves back into the top five. I mean, I personally don't think that she should have left in the first place. But, uh, you know, she's uh, back in the top five. And she's probably going to have a rematch with Zhang Wei Li again at strawweight. Because if you didn't know, Zhang Wei Li beat her to win a strawweight title. But that was like years ago, back in 2019, I believe. And it was in China. So I might run it back in Brazil this time. But, you know, I think Laura Murphy, like Paul Craig, takes time, focuses on stand-up, and then once you focus on stand-up, you'll be fine. Like, get better at it. All right, so she can at least challenge for the title. However, uh, Andraj, probably what's going to be next, you know, is he going to get, the UFC is probably going to want to get that big uh, money fight with Ferdinand Jacqueline Lee. Um, if not that, then Jessica Andrade will probably fight the winner of Shevchenko and uh, oh, who is she fight? Oh my goodness, I forget. Alexa Grasso. That's who it is. That and her. All right, but I really think here I'll, I'll get back to that after we finish these fights. Now, welterweight Gilbert Burns shows why he is a title challenger. Absolutely dominant Neil Magny and submitting him in the first round for arm triangle. That was insane. I think Gilbert Burns deserves a title shot. I think, well, probably what they're going to do is they might give him Kobe Covington because that's a big fight right now. And if not Kobe Covington, then they're probably going to wait for, mm, probably, yeah, they're probably going to have him fight Bilal Muhammad, and then the winner of that will fight the winner of Edwards and Usman 3. Anyways, I think that's going to be a great fight. But Burns fights Covington, I'm definitely going to watch that fight. That fight's going to be insane. And then as a co-main event, Davidson Figueredo and Brandon Moreno fought. And honestly, boys, being a Brazilian, I was very disappointed in this fight. I was disappointed in Figueredo. Honestly, Moreno deserved to win. He was a better fighter. He, re- he was there to fight. Like, he showed up. Figueredo didn't show up at all. And you can say the excuse that... You know, he's cutting a lot of weight, but he's shown up before. He showed up in the first fight. You know, maybe it's that he's getting older. Maybe he is getting more tired, but as a matter like, he got to show up for those fights. And I think it probably has to do with him leaving the Henry Cejudo gym. I think he should have stayed with him because he looked really good in that, in their third fight. I, he looked really good, and I think he should have stayed with him instead of leaving to go back to his old gym. But now Figueredo is going to go up to Bantamweight, and hopefully, you know, it'll be a little less weight, which means he could probably challenge for a title then. Well, you could probably see a future Figueredo champion, and then maybe a fifth fight between him and Moreno. You know, Moreno might go up and try to become a double champ. But we'll see. Moreno's probably going to fight Alexander Pantoja, who's a very solid fighter. And uh, oh, it's going to be very tough. But anyways, moving on to the main event, Jamal Hill. Jamal Sweet Dreams Hill took it to Glover to share the former champion and dominated him for five rounds. I mean, it was pure domination. And this cardio really held up. A lot of people thought that he was going to have bad cardio, including myself. He did really good in that fight, honestly. Glover to Shirda, you know, now after that fight, he retired. It's unfortunate, but, you know, he was getting too old. He's way too tough for his own good. And it was time for him to retire. But. He had a great one. I, I just wish we could have seen that your Prohaska and Glover to share rematch at 282, but unfortunately, that's not the way it went. But 
you know, let's be grateful for, for what we have now. Jamal Hill looked amazing in that fight, and he's probably going to fight Magomed Ankalaev next. But uh, other than that, no, this card was a great card. Now let's talk about the other news that's coming up. Like, for example, the women's flyweight was announced. You know, Shevchenko is going to fight out. It's gonna fight Alex Garasso or Alexa Garasso. Garasso. Here's the thing with that fight. It should not be Alexa Garasso. It should be Talia Santos. Now hear me out. At UFC 275, Talia Santos, the first first two rounds, Talia Santos was winning that fight. Alright. But all of a sudden she gets head by by Valtteri Shevchenko. And it was an accidental, but I'm not saying it was on purpose, but and then she goes on to lose that fight. You can't say that the headbutt wasn't like uh, what's the word? The headbutt wasn't uh significant. It was super significant. All right, I believe Thalia Santos was a headbutt. She would have won that fight, and we would see a new women's fight champion. But no, that didn't happen. I think Thalia Santos deserves to fight Shevchenko next. She deserves to fight her next. All right, that should happen. And anyways, we're talking about flyweight. Now, light heavyweight, like I said, Jamal Hill is probably going to find Michael Mad Uncle Laev. And I'll talk about the next pay-per-view, UFC 284, which is going to be an absolute banger, guys. It is going to be an absolute banger. Ooh, I cannot wait for this one. I'm so excited for this. <laughs> like, Islam Mahashev, who is dominant like the next Khabib is gonna fight Alexander Volkanovsky who who has dominated the featherweight division. He's literally beating everybody that he can be. And so that's why he's moving up to one fifty five. Then Yair Rodriguez is fighting Josh Emmett for the flyweight interim chat for interim flyweight chat title. And I think that's gonna be a great, great fight. Now Yair Rodriguez a couple years ago he was thought to be the the next uh, featherweight king, you know, at first it didn't look like he was going to fulfill his potential, but lately he's been doing really good. And so has Josh Emmett, you know, he's been looking great. Except from his last fight, Calvin Cater, which a lot of people thought that he lost, but we'll see. Maybe he could prove the doubters wrong. Anyways, you got some other fights like Jimmy Cruz coming back to fight Alonzo Minfield. I like Alonzo Minfield. He has won the, he's actually one of, he, he's one of the few people in the UFC to have ever done a Von Flute joke. And that's very impressive to do. You know, he looks pretty good. He has some great fights. You also have Jack Della Madalena, a welterweight. He's a solid fighter. You also have fighters like Robert. Ooh, Robert Worker was going to fight Paul Costa, but I forgot it was canceled. But that would be a great, great fight. Anyways, you know, all the prelims aren't really uh, figured out yet. You know, some fights are getting canceled. Some fights are getting brought in. You know, but... Other than that, I think this is going to be one of the best cards. One of the, the the main events going to be one of the best fights ever. You know, in UFC history, I think it's going to be an amazing fight. Now, other news, we also have John Jones and Francis Ngannou. I mean, not John Jones. John Jones and Cyril Gaon will be fighting. Oh my God, John Jones with his return, it is going to be insane. I cannot wait for this to happen. I am super excited for this to happen. You know, in him fighting Sir Gun, that's a really good matchup. It's going to be really tough for John Jones because, first of all, he hasn't fought in, like, ages. 
And second of all, he's finding a guy who was very good in stand-up. Now, if John Jones wants to win this fight, he's probably going to focus more on this ground game. But he might focus a little bit on stand-up, you know what I'm saying? But it's going to be a tough fight. I think it's, I think John Jones, because he's a GOAT, he's going to win. All right. I'm going to watch that fight, man. I'm so excited for that. And then you also have Shavkat Rachmanov, who is the Kaz, no, yeah, Kazakhstan, the Kazakhstan warrior, man. He is an amazing fighter, and he's fighting Jeff Neal at welterweight. Then Bo Nickel, the, the fighter everybody was talking about, will be fighting Jamie Pickett. Then Derek Brunson will also be fighting Drix Duplessis, who is a solid fighter. He actually got a submission in his last fight at UFC 282. And Derek Brunson will probably look for a win after his loss to Jerry Cannonier. And he was probably going to be trying to fight to get a title shot again. But we'll see. And then also 286, as we know, Usman versus Edwards 3 will be happening. I'm very excited for that. And I cannot wait. Justin Gaethje and Rafael Fizi will also be fighting on that car. I'm so excited for those fights. Man, we got a lot of really good cards coming up. A lot of really good cards. High Valley names. It's going to be amazing. I cannot wait to watch. Anyways, this is my review of UC283. So on a scale of 1 to 10, I would probably rate this card 6. It's it's solid. Like, there there's some, like, great knockouts. But, like, actually, I'll give it 6.5. There's some great fights, but nothing, like, really that will, like, make me... No, no, I'm, I'm, I'm being too hard. I'll give it, like, a 7.5. It's a very solid card. But I don't think it's going to be, like, anything memorable in that card. All right. But other than that, I think it was great. You know, that's my review of UFC 283. Ladies and gentlemen, thank y'all for listening and hope y'all enjoyed. Peace.